Welcome to well, my apartment. Welcome back. Um, welcome back to the Between the Pages podcast. There is so much to catch up on. Um, we have I don't know if we've actually established timeline of when we've been recording these podcasts, but I think for this one, we can make probably no because we're probably gonna upload the first couple all at once so people have more content at once. It is officially October. It's a and this is my favorite season, Maggie. I don't know if this is your favorite season, but this is my favorite season. I think it probably is. I mean, I definitely don't like winter. No. If I remember anything from DC is winter was cute up until January. And then from January to March, I fucking hated it. Yeah. I hate winter. I just don't like that it's gray all day, basically. Yeah. And uh- I like fall better than spring because spring there's like allergies and that's when mosquitoes come back which oh my God, good are really bad in dc because the humidity that is true i forgot about that spring here is gorgina but i told you know what that dropped it down once you reminded me about the mosquitoes because it was yeah. not okay down here yeah the mosquitoes suck although i for anyone listening i did go to austin last week to visit miss melissa and october 1st it was still like 100 degrees it is hot here we're actually getting our first cold front i believe tonight or tomorrow and it the high is like 70 lows that's like 50 really something. Nice. and it's gonna go back up and then go back down but that ju- that just indicates cooler weather is coming and something that a lot of you don't know is that in texas as hot as it gets it gets really cold i was not expecting that yeah i have not been to texas in the winter so i can't speak to that only well, when, when it's hot hopefully when As somebody come. said to me today when it's like the devil's asshole i said okay that is facts but hopefully when you come back maggie's coming back later this month yeah and i'm hoping that by then it's much cooler so we can actually have like dinner outside and do some like a winery outside or something because right now it's unfathomable and for some reason austin is very outdoor well it's everything's outdoors like a lot of things are outdoorsy yeah it's just not possible when it's that hot like it's just not i'm an ac girl me too i don't want to be sweating just gonna keep it 100 honest i don't want to be sweating at all if one thing's going to make me feel overstimulated, it's going to be like if I'm inside and sweating or if I'm supposed to be having a meal and I'm sweating, I'm going to be so irritated and cranky. But any apart from that, we we are covering a new book this week and it's um, The Happy Place by Emily Henry. And there's so much to talk about. I have so many thoughts because apparently like I was unaware. This is my first Emily Henry book I read. And so I didn't understand the back and forth amongst fellow readers that have read other Emily Henry and it's been really 50 50 and now I'm going to give my thoughts and Maggie I know you've read Emily Henry before so you can kind of fill me in on like what am I missed like where is this outroar of displeasure coming from so I will need that context because I think that will definitely feed into it well well I'll definitely talk to you about the the biggest discourse that I saw um about this book like after we kind of get through part our discussion um but additionally I have read all of her other books and she's Mm -hmm. from my hometown so we had to read it 
Okay. Because one of the things that I love the most about Emily Henry is that in a lot of her books, she'll talk about things that are like very familiar to me being from the area that I'm from, but also like, I didn't realize that everybody from Cincinnati, like vacationed at the same places and like did all these same things. Yeah. I was like, oh, I thought I did not realize that this was like a specific, maybe, maybe it's not, but I mean, at least like what she writes about, I'll be like, this is very familiar. Um, and, so like, this is not a unique experience. Yeah. I'm like, this is not a unique experience. And also like, since it's not a unique experience, where is the man that is obsessed with me? Would love to know. <laughs> where Emily, is finding please, this please let us know. I would love to know. Where did I miss the boat? <laughs> you're like, where are you finding these men you're inspiring these books on? Please yeah. let me know. Drop it in the, in the comments. I'm like, I know a lot of guys from Ohio. None of them are like that. Anyway, (laughs) let's get into it. Let's get into it. And then I think let's cover this and then let's catch up for our girlies that watch TV and are just in the media. We'll do a recap of what's been going up in the news afterwards. But priority takes first, guys. This is a book club podcast. So let's kick it off with Emily Henry, The Happy Place. Yes, let's do it. Um. Melissa, since you most recently just finished it, I'm going to let you give us a little synopsis. Okay, so it starts off with Harriet, who's the protagonist, and she is a, I believe she's in her residency as a surgeon in San Francisco. And um, you quickly find out that she's like a very, you know, kind of all the characteristics of someone that's a surgeon in their residency looking for fellowship is like super stressed, overwhelmed trying to really figure out her career path. Um, and you get introduced to her and her college friends who are her life le- lifelong friends who are Cleo and Sabrina. And I like that, you know, these all three girlies are in different fields. I believe Harriet's obviously in medicine. Sabrina's a lawyer. And Cleo, I forget what she does. They she have like a farm. She works. Yeah. Something She's like, like does in, in agriculture. That's right. And you hear about this trio and she starts to explain kind of like essentially their happy place, which is this cottage um, that's owned by Sabrina's family that they've gone to since they were in college. They were all put together random roommates, like most folks when they go to college and they really got lucky that they became best friends. And every summer since then, they've essentially gone to this place on this cottage, spent the summer together. But obviously in recent years, like everyone won you kind of graduate college and start really dedicating your life to your career and everyone starts to move across the country, you know, that consistency of seeing your friends and having those conversations start to dwindle. And I think that's just like a natural thing. Um, So she kind of reflects on that. And then it quickly jumps into kind of the secret she's been hiding, which is that her fiance, who has been her lifelong, you know, lifelong boyfriend for a while, they've actually broken up and they've not, not told their friend group who's really close knit and they have like real no excuse to why they didn't, but life issues. And I think they were just trying to put it off. And um, they all get invited essentially this weekend by Sabrina. And Harriet really is like, I have to go. Like I have not been. She makes it really clear that she didn't go last summer. She's been kind of iffy on the summers before. So she's like, I really have to make an effort. And also she broke up with her boyfriend. And so I think she really goes with the idea of telling her girlfriends on this trip hey, this is what's going on. And then she arrives. 
her fiance win is there, which I believe she wasn't expecting to be there. Correct. Um, and she's kind of like faced with this reality of the truth of like, oh my God, I have been lying to my friends. Like, I don't think she understood the gravity of it. And she's kind she agrees with her fiance, hey, we're gonna fake it through this weekend for Sabrina's sake. So context Sabrina announces the big surprise of it is that Sabrina is getting engaged or she got engaged slash is going to get married that same weekend because she she tells a group that her family is actually sell, selling the cottage. So this is essentially a nostalgic last trip and also, a, you know, farewell. And also let's celebrate my wedding here with my partner, which is Parth, I believe is her partner's name. Yeah. And so essentially like, when and Harriet decide we're not going to say this horrible news on our best friend's wedding day and we'll just push through. We'll carry on like nothing happened. And then once the festivities are over, we'll talk to them and let them know the truth. But as of now, we, we're going to make this pact essentially. And they spend this weekend with their friends and they quickly realize they're not over these feelings that they've had. And they start to kind of like, you know, play the the part amongst their friends and they start to realize like hey i don't think i am completely closed off this chapter with you mainly because there was a lot of things unsaid that they never really got to in real life when they were back in san francisco and as you start to read you start to find out more context on how they were kind of feeling the same about each other but just we're not communicating and like like the corn truth of it all is like they they were looking out for each other in some twisted way, but they were just like, you know, like every movie, just talk, say, say the truth, but obviously it's harder to do in, in practice. And then um, the other thing that's going on with Harriet is the inevitable is she hasn't talked to her about her really close friends. And um, they essentially tell her like, Hey, you've been MIA from our lives and you kind of aren't being a shit friend. And so I really felt for Harriet in there because, you know, horrible. Um, they have this great discussion that I want to like get your thoughts on. And then ultimately, once they have this discussion, Harry and Wynn decide we're not over each other. Let's give this a go. And actually, like, let's be let's have an honest, real conversation of where we want to be in life and w- where we want to go. And they end up deciding to stay together. Um, and Harriet and- quits her residency. Harriet Kritzer, which I have to say, because that's one of the controversial or that's one of the things there's been a lot of talk about. So, oh, my God, I have thoughts. And she decides to be a potter and she moves to I, I think she moves to Montana, right? Or yeah. Yeah. She moves to Montana, which is Wynn's hometown. And her best friend, Sabrina, tells her that she's actually I think it's Sabrina or Cleo. Cleo oh, yeah, tells Cleo's- her she's pregnant. Yeah. And so like it kind of becomes like this like happy like amongst everything it's like a happy ending at their happy yeah. place and that's kind of like the synopsis of the book yeah let's okay, okay let's, let's start let's yeah. dig in okay um i'm trying to think like what my biggest hot so okay for me since i've read all of henry emily henry's other books um this book to me is most similar to people we meet on vacation because there are callbacks to a time in the past, like how a relationship was in the past, and then it'll flash forward to the present. And it's also similar because in both of the stories, at one point in time, you see like 
the progress of when the couple was happy and, you know, living their lives. And then you see it kind of crumble apart. And then you go back to the present and how things are now and like how they're going to resolve it. Um, which I, I, I like in some aspects. What did you think about that? I like that. It, it For me, it makes it very movie like because like that's my I live my life in movie lens, guys. Like if you can make me imagine it, it's so much easier for me. I'm a very visual person. So like when I was reading that, I really enjoyed that back and forth. That said, sometimes when there's so many things going on, so many characters, it can be a little bit hard. And I did find myself a little, sometimes struggling because it wasn't very clear when it would switch back. That was like my only thing. Like she would flash back and then it'd be like, okay, we were in the kitchen. And I was like, wait, the kitchen and the password now. And so that was like my only pet peeve of yeah. that it was it would switch from fr- like back and forth but it wasn't very clear i think it was too movie like where like i can't visualize that in my book <laughs> yeah <laughs> like on a movie screen i can see the yeah. outfit change she went from bang yeah sometimes it is like you're like where are we <laughs> Wait, yeah. what time is but it? I, I do like it but i think sometimes that works better in a visual media yeah than in a reading one uh, to my understanding, I don't think any of her books have been bought to be movies or shows yet. I, don't I would know say that's... this one, if if there, I don't, I haven't read her other ones. So you might, you might say that there's another book and please share. But this one is one that I can totally see being adapted by like Hulu yeah. or Netflix. This, the most popular one is definitely Beach Read. But I don't know. I honestly don't know if that's a goal for her. I don't think I know enough about um, Emily Henry to say whether or not she's been like, yeah, I would love for these to be adapted or not. Um, let's talk about like, let's first talk about the things that we liked and then talk about the things we didn't like. You go first. Okay. What I liked, I mean, I really liked Win. honestly. I thought I liked his character. Um, I liked that. I liked that. Although I, okay, this is like a like and a hate. I have a very hard time reading like a miscommunication um, trope because it really stresses me out. Um, And I think I mentioned in a previous episode how I like spiraled after reading some contemporary romance. (laughs) It was Emily Henry and I was spiraling because I think all of her books kind of have a miscommunication trope and that's just not my favorite. Um, But with that being said, I did like that we could see on both sides like how they needed the time apart to figure out what they wanted to do like if Wynn hadn't left Harriet to be with his mom in Montana he would have never figured out that he like could have this success successful career doing something he really loved Mm. um and so I think that is like really like that's very honest and realistic that happens to lots of people. Sometimes you do have to like grow and learn on your own Um, and you have to be like you have to be by yourself to do that. Um, And I think that. I mean, similar for Harriet, too, I obviously am not a doctor and I've never worked a job like that, but I have worked stressful jobs and jobs that make me so stressful that when I get home, I'm like. I can't believe I have to go back and do this again tomorrow because I really hate this and it really stresses me out. And so I'm glad that her having that time alone, even though it sucked, she realized like, I don't want to do this. 
and it sucks that she spent a lot of money and it sucks that she had loans, but like, I'm not one of those people that's like, just push through it. If you're stressed and you really hate it, it's like, no, it actually will change your personality and make you really, really, really miserable. Um, and if you have the privilege to like stop and rethink, you definitely should. Um, so I liked that. Um, I liked the like honesty of Cleo, um, in their friendship, um, because, that's something that happens when you get older, your priorities with your friends change. And I don't think a lot of people really write about that. And like the risk of falling out of a friendship with people and like people that you still really love. But part of growing up is that you kind of, you like share and keep in touch in different ways. Mm. Um, I don't always think that's written about, and it's that it's, it is challenging. It's like, how do you maintain friendships and like, also that you can be really close friends with somebody. I actually had something happen recently and it was a learning experience for me, but it's like you can love somebody and have an amazing relationship with somebody and there's still going to be conflict. And that doesn't mean that's not a bad thing, mm. but that is normal. Even in like long-term friendships, nothing's perfect. There's going to be conflict. So those were a couple of things I liked, Melissa. Yeah, I echo a lot of your sentiments and, and statements you made. Like I do think that them being like and sometimes selfish is a word that has such a negative connotation attached to it but these are two young people at a pivotal point in their life that they're about to commit to another person and they're unhappy why would you want these people to go through with a marriage and commit to something when they're not even happy with themselves yeah and so for me it was it was so good to see people be selfish and for when to kind of be like look like and you know if this was like a if my friend was telling me this and i was getting her perspective i'd be like he's horrible he's a dick how can he do but i but it's nice to see it from a third person point of view where i'm like no his dad died his mom has parkinson's like yeah of course he would go back to montana yeah like it's just like those are things that happen in life they also like both thought that they were like, they could not communicate. They they could not communicate. Like they both thought the other one was like ruining the other one's life. Basically. Which is crazy, which is to me, it's like, you guys aren't ready to get married. Because yeah. <laughs> if you guys are planning to spend a whole life committed to one another and you can't even commit, like communicate to each other while the other one's going through this horrible life change, that's a, like that, that would have been my indicator of like, there's something not right here. That we have to either address or move, past, you know, yeah. or decide to go other ways. So, like, I totally understand Wynn's decision. And I understand Harriet's too to be like, this isn't working for me. Like, this distance isn't working for you or for me. And we're now creating assumptions about each other's lives and each other's feelings because we're not communicating. We have distance am- between us. So like for me, like all everyone's behavior here made sense to me. I don't think there was a party to blame. And I really like that she made it that way. Like she wrote it in a way of like this. These are things that happen in people's lives. And it's okay that they're not perfect through them, that they don't have the best, you know, attitude or, or you know, behavior towards one another. Like, I think that's just like the reality. Yeah. So I really like that. Um, I do like the friendship amongst them three. And then I liked how Cleo, I agree, Cleo was honest with them. And I echo the same things. If you guys have gone through a breakup, that hurts. 
But if you go through a friendship breakup, worse. that shit, it, that, that is the worst type of breakup because yeah. these are people that you choose to love. Like you choose to have, like they get to know you sometimes better than sometimes your partner, which is a crazy statement, but they get to, they get a different version of you. They get like, you know, and so like when you end those friendships, that chapter of your life ends with them. And so those relationships are really hard to end. And I really enjoyed that. Like they had this conversation and they were honest to each other about it. I do think that like all of them could have done a little bit more. Like I think they, they all could have done a little bit more. That's like my one feedback I would give this friend group instead of like, kind of like pointing the finger. It was like, what, like, how do your best friends not know your engagement ended? Like that should be a reflection of Sabrina and Cleo be like, how did we not know this? Yeah. Like we're obviously missing the mark here too. I think that also like the, I mean, a big theme was of this was like how much fear plays into our relationships, romantic relationships and friendships, because like, obviously all of them really cared and were afraid to lose any one of these, like any one of these friends or mess up the dynamic of the group. And I, I think, I mean, it's not like I walk around being afraid I don't feel fear about like what's going to happen with my friends, but it is like there is an element of fear when there is conflict in a group or when you're worried that something you're going to do is like you're afraid you don't want to mess with the dynamic. Like even if the dynamic can just get better, like I think that our minds are sadly programmed to be like change is going to fall apart. Yeah. (laughs) Like and it's going to and it's going to be my fault. No, I agree. I think the things I don't like and seems like you've kind of teased it to me already is i agree where the fuck did this pottery thing come from like you're telling me <laughs> you were you were you went through meth like to become a surgeon guys like this isn't a walk through the park you have yeah. different opportunities in your career and she says like her mom it was to please her mom was kind of like the trope or like what she claimed on to the reasoning behind it sure but guess what there are so many checkpoints in your medical career where you go, do I really want to commit to this? Like undergrad, grad school, medical school, residence. Like there's different checkpoints that I'm like, baby girl, how do you go from surgery to pottery? Like to me, that just seemed kind of wild. And I think she also like, okay, you're going to go from San Francisco to Montana like not only are you changing careers you're like you're changing complete but in her defense if she if this is something that maybe she has never shared with women and this is like a secret passion project which i think she's actually gonna end up regretting mark my words like if this was a girlfriend of mine she's gonna regret it like yeah i think also in in her defense when you love someone you're willing to take a minor l and if she already felt this way about her career and she was like i don't do I think pottery is her future? Absolutely not. I think this is a, a thing that she's interested in. You know what I mean? Like, I'm good yeah. at this. I'm, this is something I like. She's willing to take the L and be like, I'm going to do this because she loves Win. She sees a life with him. She knows he's being successful in his career. And she's going to take this time to really reevaluate what she wants. But mark my words, if this was a real girl, she is not going to be a motherfucking pottery. I mean, does anyone know the cost of living in Montana? Pennies. I guess. It might have gone. It might have gone up though, because yeah, it is though. People know. say it's more expensive to stop going to school 
I mean, I guess it's a residency, but whatever. It's like more expensive to not finish what you're going for um, loan wise than if you just finish. However, I'm the worst. I also thought that was a very interesting shift in choice, but I'm also the worst example. I shouldn't even be talking because I changed my major really late when I was in college. And did you really? I, did you put all yeah. period? <laughs> I mean, it was not that drastic, but I did not know what I wanted to do. And I did something that um, honestly, I mean, my parents weren't like, you should do this, but I mentioned it and they were like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I hate but wait, this. What was, wait, you have to tell me. I don't know. This. My major was, um, speech and hearing sciences. I'm terrible at science. What? Yeah. You you ne- I that? would never guess that. Yeah. <laughs> Neither would have I, I just was like, <laughs> I don't even know. Um, I guess I was just trying to be impressive. That used to be a, a problem that I had, um, that I would like worry more about being impressive than doing something I actually liked. So not that's funny. So, that is so relatable. Right? I bet there's more people that relate to that. And there's a group of us and not to bring it always back to Gil- Gilmore girls, but every time I would finish watching Gilmore, I'm like, why am I not like Rory? I would start reading. Oh, I think I am more like Ernest Rory, and people hate Rory. I would be like, I'm going to read Ernest Hemingway. Bitch, no, you're not. I like reading, I, would, I was reading Gossip Girl. Bye. Like, I, I really was trying to become like, it is this thing of being impressive of like, yeah, being cool, like saying something that's like, yeah. oh, wow. Wow. That's so relatable. Why, why are you yeah. So and then no, but but listen, it really was a fucking it was a really long road because then I had to take an extra year of school. I thus have more loans and it took me until like two years ago to find out what I really wanted, which also wasn't my major because I work in tech. So, you know, there's ebbs and flows. No, this is true. I don't know how many people I know major in something and work in things that are polar opposites. Yeah. Or like, but the good thing is that we all made it. Like we all made it to the other side. We decided what we wanted to like go after and I think it worked out for you. Look, like, yeah, at, for folks that don't know this, Maggie is in like two bands. I think she, you might have mentioned it before, but if you didn't, she's in two bands. So she still does her passion. And she's also fulfilling this new career path that she probably in tech that you probably didn't think you were going to want. And now you have yeah. to like, sometimes like change is good and trying different things. Yeah. Is good. And let me tell you something. Your 20s are the time to do it. Can you do it in your 30s? Absolutely. But your 20s? You won't hesitate. Yeah. No, it's so true. Also, sometimes like I don't recommend feeling like shit. But for me, I had a lot of times where I was feeling like shit. I was feeling I mean, probably exactly like Harriet was feeling. I mean, just a little bit different. But like it sucks. And I've been in a similar situation. And like it's so privileged. You Like I totally understand this is like veiled in privilege. But. I went through a lot of years where I was really unhappy with what I was doing. I hated my job. I was like, I have no direction. And in some ways I was like a little bit freeing. I was like, well, I already hate this and I feel miserable. So really the only way out is up. And that is true. yeah, that is what happened. Um, but anyway, back to the book, I'm going to say something I didn't like now. That's different. Here go. Okay. I really did not like that whole thing where with um her friends meddling in the relationship and knowing that the the engagement had been called off and that they broke up 
and that they made the whole trip to do the like to try to get them back together i did not like that if my friends ever did that to me i would be i will it's not harriet or win's responsibility to update their friends on their relationship yes they should have like broken the news to them that they were breaking up but like they didn't even really get the opportunity i don't know i did not like that i just can't imagine first of all if i found out my best friend engagement was off i would call her immediately the same i wouldn't have kept it a secret i would have called her so quickly and i wouldn't even to be honest i don't think i would have been like you didn't tell me like forget about i'd be like like, what happened yeah like what's going like do i fly out like i would want to know exactly like what occurred and like my first thought would be like how am i there for you so that just tells me like you guys are not good friends yeah they were meddling how would you not just drop everything and be like, what happened? They Instead also of- thought they knew better. They thought they knew better than both of them. Which is nuts. They're the two in the in the relationship. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you talk to your friends and ask them, what the fuck happened? Get context. Context, you guys, context is, is everything. everything. It is everything. In some twisted way, it worked out for Wynn and Harriet yeah because I honestly don't think that they would have talked I think they would have moved on with their lives and would have had this pit of regret of like we the if what if yeah talked about this so it worked out but what if it didn't yeah what if Um, Wynn showed up and he was like I got a bitch pregnant (laughs) 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 what if you know like what what if like what could have been so like to me that was like I think it just plays into the part of like it takes two to tangle. Yeah. I, I didn't like that they were like, how could you not tell? Like, uh, I, what yeah. Do you mean? I, I, yeah. I thought that I just thought that was a little unfair. Um, I think that I, I, yeah, I really just thought it was unfair. And I am a crybaby. So, like, you bet your bottom dollar, I'm calling my friends uh, immediately. There will be, there will be but, an alert. Yeah. Like, I'm, th- I'm not that person. I'm just too dramatic for that. But um, I was like, these people have been together for what, like 10 years? I can't remember, but a very long time. Yeah, they were together for like 10 years. And they were engaged for a long time. And they knew that they were both like pretty anxious people. So I just felt like it was very unfair for them to be angry about it. Like it's. I would have been, first of all, everything would play a part though. I'd be like, you're a surgeon. Like. Yeah, I can't even guys I get I fucking nick my finger cutting an apple and I'm like, <sighs> like this woman's cutting into people's bodies. Like, oh, she the, can't. The, She's too anxious. The sheer panic. Like I would have just the one thing what I thought would have been like, oh, my God, she must be feeling horrible. Like her career is like in this like really tough yeah. spot, challenging place. Her relation, forget about her relationship. The man she was going to have a life with, children's ended. Like, yeah. She how also, do you break that news? She also had a very interesting family dynamic where she did not feel like super supported by her family. She felt like she had to behave and act in a certain way to like fulfill their needs um, and have them feel supported. And so it doesn't surprise me that she wouldn't like 
she's like, wow, okay, I lost who I thought was my support system because I because she thought she couldn't be there for them. So when you feel like shit, you hate your job, you are like having these conflicted feelings that you're going to let down your family. Yeah, I'm not surprised you didn't tell your friends. And you're already anxious. I'm not surprised. No, no. If I was her, I would have showed up <laughs> with the most butchered haircut. <laughs> I would have showed up not looking. You would have showed right. up with a bob, blunt bob. A bob and blunt and micro bangs. <laughs> have you seen that meme with the bulldog that has like the wig on? No, I didn't. Oh my god, that. we're gonna have to post it to this to social media because that yeah. is like whenever I think about somebody getting a haircut, it's the meme of the bulldog with the wig. No, there's a meme. There's a TikTok or the cow with got- the wig. Where are you seeing these? <laughs> you're, you're gonna that have to post them really on funny. on the page. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. But overall, I thought it was a good book. I really yeah. liked it. But I mean, the is- shower, the outdoor shower, I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm a whore. It was hot. For, yeah. for, for sex in a book. I'm a. Me too. In an so outdoor wait. shower? Okay. No, but I love an outdoor is, shower. Is that the controversy or like the flack no. that she's okay. getting? So the con, the thing, I actually saw this before I even read the book. Um, but basically people were like, this is a toxic relationship. Um, they were, they must they have not read get back together. That it ends with us. They must have not read it ends with us. <laughs> I, yeah, I have not read that either. And oh. I will not, I'm sorry. I will not. No, it, th- I, I will, will say that book, if that, that book is triggering. Yeah. Um, so they, people were like, this is a toxic relationship and they're codependent, which We'll get back to that. And then the other thing is that everybody was like, girl, what are you going to do about these loans? Like, what are you going to do about these student loans? Oh, which you true. But like, I think if you know people with a lot of student loans, which That's I the do, most and I have a lot of student response. loans. I, yeah, I'm like, this is like, <laughs> I think that people that do have a lot of student loans are like, willing. well, some of them are very responsible. Some of them are really willing to be really risky. So to me, I was like, okay, yeah, like maybe not the most responsible decision, but people do that. So I don't That's like nuts. that happens in real life. So I'm not going to say anything about that. And I'm interested on in your take on like the codependency, toxic relationship stance. Look, these are two people in their 20s. When were you mature in your 20s? Show me an example of you being mature in your 20s. Show me because you weren't. And I would be shocked if these people were stable. This is that's the whole point of, yeah. of the book. The whole point was that these people were in their in their later 20s and making m- massive life decisions. Massive life decisions were happening to them. And of that just flared up the worst version of yourself. If your dad dies, your mom gets Parkinson's, you're depressed, you hate your career, you're the golden child, you're the meal ticket for your family. Guess what? You're not going to be the best version yeah. of yourself, Maggie. You better believe I'm yeah. not going to be. You will get the ver- the worst version of me. And yeah. I'm going to need I'm going to develop codependency. I'm yeah. going to accept toxic relationships. I'm going to accept any type. Like you form these unhealthy habits when your life is like this. Do I think this is something that 
is like something normal that people should experience no obviously no one should want to experience that if you can avoid at all costs obviously do some people are very lucky that they don't but in this scenario these two people were experiencing these horrible things they broke up yeah I 100% agree with you and I think that I, number one, I think codependency is a little bit of a reach because until the point where they were in San Francisco and Wynn's dad died, they were not kind of, they were not really in that toxic cycle. Um, because I don't think that Wynn realized until they got to New York that he was like, oh, I like am an adult and, you know, my girlfriend has all these things going on and like, I want to have something too. And that it wasn't like that was going on the whole time. Like I, no. I unless like maybe I wasn't reading between the lines enough, but I, I didn't see that happen until that specific timeline. And that happens all the time. And I don't think that that is indicative of a completely like toxic codependent trauma bond relationship. I'm like, no, they had a bond before they went through this trauma. Like when this they got together, they weren't obstacle. having, yeah, they were, they, they didn't get together because something terrible happened. They got together because they were both interested in each other and liked each other. So I don't really think that that's a, I don't really think that's a fair assessment. And then I'm also like, watch somebody listen. And they're going to be like, you probably have only been in toxic relationships. <laughs> or they're going to be like, um, I'll be like, know, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Okay. <laughs> but you know, if you want a good, a good representation of that is that book that got created into a show on Hulu. Um, <gasps> Oh my god, I know exactly what you're talking about. Now that's that's that, a toxic relationship. No, no, like I have never felt so violently against the protagonist of a, of a book. Or sh- Keep talking. That is a definition of codependency and toxic toxicity. There, there's so many more eject- adjectives to add on to this. That relationship. Actually, we should probably read that. Um, I've seen the show, obviously, and I'm assuming you have seen the show. But oh, of now, course. That was. It's crazy how something so hot and heavy can can turn so quickly. And there's flags that are noticeable, but we choose to ignore for whatever reason. Now, that's a good. Oh, tell me lies. That's what it was called. Quite literally. Tell me lies. That, that show. I, I would watch it and be like, girl. This is not good. No, no, no. The tr- I was triggered, and there, but there were some things there that I'm like, I've not experienced that my myself. But they made it so good that you're like, okay, I can see how she thought this. But yeah, th- there were some moments that you know, I'm like, you're dumb, like yeah, or like you know, but you're choosing not to. I can't, I can't, I can't criticize people in that situation because. That's it's a very like you can't help people like that's something that they have to come to light to. You could only just be there for them and advise them. So I won't critique people that have been in those situations because that must be so painful and hard to go through, especially when you don't see it yourself. And if you do, it's just like you've attached yourself to this person because you have created this idea. I don't know. I can't yeah. speak on that, but I'm, that's a good demonstration. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely experienced toxic behavior in relationships, and I think that it is very isolating. So to me, I'm always like, yeah, you know, you shouldn't judge. And like, if you have a friend going through that, you do kind of have to find like unique ways to be there for them because it's very isolating. And I think people won't always 
like say and something for then away. for then somebody to be like, uh, girl, that's <laughs> not normal. No, yeah, you have to really like kidding like white glove it and like yeah because whatever you say to this person going through through this, you are the enemy. You're the hater. Yeah. Like in in that the space out there, and they won't see that like they they will know you're telling them the truth, but they will shift it and mold it to think to make you think that you're the problem. So all you can really do for people in that situation is really hear them out, be really meticulous about your words, and also like be aware. Of, do you want to commit to this too? Because it takes a social, it sucks your social. Yeah, like. You have to be a little selfish if you're a friend with your friends with someone like that, because it does take a toll on your emotional stage too to be like that support system for your friend. So you need to know when to involve yourself and when to back out of it. Yeah, because it's a tough, it's a really you tough role to be in. But that's the happy place. I I enjoyed it. I think it it gave us a really good feedback. I like that it wasn't like this like neat, cute like. It has its moments, obviously, but I I enjoyed it. It was it was a good reflection of like growing up, career, friendships, relationships. Yeah, I think that um you should read Beatreed and or um Funny Story. I think that's what it's called. Okay, by Emily Henry. Those are like I from my understanding, those are the two most popular, and I read them both and enjoyed them. Okay, awesome. Well, to wrap up the episode, let's just do a little recap of what's going on in, in the, the world. media, in the world, and it'll be book related because I this is one thing that you and I talked about of this upheaval of genre right now. Like there was an era it was like hockey romance, oh yeah, and now we're entering the football romance, and it's all due to Miss Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Yes. And I went on my Tinder, my Tinder. <laughs> I went on my Kindle. Oh Lord, Nick, I don't know what it's in there. I went on my Kindle, and everything being advertised right now is football romance. Yeah, it's all football romance. Are you gonna dabble? I will be dabbling. Too bad I have so many. I missed the wave of the hockey one. That now I'm gonna have to like work in in. Like I'm gonna have to work backwards because I need to get in on this law stuff. I read Icebreaker, which was like really being talked about a lot, and I DNF'd it. So um oh. I wasn't really like <laughs> as into it as everybody else, I guess. I mean, like I love a hockey player. I just didn't really like that book. Okay, well maybe football be the sport for you. I mean, I so far I'm really living for the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing. Like there's a story in my mind with these two, and that's serving me pretty well. Have you been seeing folks how they're like referencing things like people are saying they were meant to be like they didn't even know it, <laughs> but they were meant to be. And they're like quoting lyrics and things that they've done in the past. I'm like, you people are unhinged. But why am I? Why am I? Why am I like? But OK, I, see I love it. like the theories. No, the theories are out of control, but it like, is unhinged. It's unhinged. Agree um so that's been really interesting to watch and has made football more interesting i have to be honest like i've watched football my whole life i grew up with boys my dad but in the last couple years i've kind of like pulled away this shit has brought me back yeah 
I mean, I don't watch football at all, but I did absolutely 100%. As you know, Melissa, I watched the game on Sunday um, that Taylor Swift was at. Um, <laughs> so no, It's been really interesting to see that and see like the phenomenon that's become. But I do think like it has gotten a little out of hand. Yeah, like, it's a little bit too much, which is like is now making me fear the repercussions of it because now it creates all this pressure for them. Yeah, I was wondering, I wonder how they feel when they like see all this stuff because they obviously do see it. Yeah, I saw that. And that that must be weird. It has to be. But I think it's happening to the two right people that know how to handle it. Yeah. Because I was watching, I saw a clip from New Heights, which is Jason and Travis Kelsey's podcast. And and Jason asked his brother straight up, like, how does it make you feel all this attention the NFL has put on? And he was like, look, I think it's fun. And I think that, like, you know, I get what they're trying to do. But sometimes it's like a little bit too much. Like the camera pans essentially to Taylor like 17 times. Like at the end, this is a football game. And he's like, I get it that they want to be in the foot. But it, sometimes it becomes like and I get it. Like he's right. He's like he's like, it's a little bit too much. And I liked Jason, it. <laughs> Because I wouldn't watch it. That's true. So someone, um, I was watching the toast, guys. I watch a lot of fucking podcasts. I was watching the toast, and Claudia was like, "They should do a fan cam, like how they do for the VMAs." Yeah. Have you seen that? that? And well, so, it's like, like a you, sport thing too. They do that anyway at sports games. Yeah. So they're like, they should do a fan game, so it doesn't interrupt the men watching and the ladies who enjoy the football watching the game and then they have a fan cam for taylor for the fans that are just there for taylor and i'm like that's yeah. like a solution everyone's happy i mean in my perspective i think they should be counting their lucky stars that they have more viewers oh and more people the, interested like their the money they're, yeah they're, they're benefiting from this no it's honestly so, like don't be a hater that's what I say. Don't be a hater. And to be honest, like, I'm eating it up. I'm eating, I'm eating it, up. it up. Oh, my God. I'm living for it. I love it. I love seeing the content. And I love that we watched it on YouTube TV because I was actually at Melissa's house um, when the game was on. And we were dying because on YouTube TV, they changed the, like, dial that will allow you to fast forward to heart hands. Okay. And I was living for it. I was living. I was like... That's pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's true. The other two things I want to talk to you about is, you know, we will always talk about Bravo. The trailers for Miami and Potomac have dropped. Wait, I didn't and, see Miami. Oh, you need to watch it. I only watched Beverly Hills and Did Potomac. You, okay. So, oh, and Beverly Hills. Oh, oh no, they they say oh. they oh. Let's, let's start from the top. So Let's start with Beverly Hills, which dropped first. <laughs> Thoughts, yeah. concerns. Oh, man. Okay. Well, number one, um, I was shook to my core when Kyle says in a clip in the trailer um, to Mauricio, they're talking about cheating. And she says, for once, it's me. Because obviously there were all the there's been all those cheating scandals and rumors about Mauricio I my jaw was dropped my hands were all over my mouth I bet there's more context to that but yes now with everything like 
it's really like you know what's i think the tough pill to swallow for most folks is that we've all created this perfect marriage image for mauricio and kyle and we've been like goals 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 and now that this is coming out you're realizing this this little image was not constructed by them we did it i mean i don't know about that because there's always been cheating rumors about mauricio as you see I was not I was not plugged in let me make an asterisk over me I joined the Real Housewives wave later in life but you watched season one of what Beverly Hills no oh my god Melissa when okay this is really good clarity for me because you did we were talking about this over the weekend and I was like I'm not really sure you need to go back and watch. It's required watching. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and watch. I didn't watch it. I always watch inconsistently years ago. Mm. And then I started watching consistently I from think like you, a certain point on forward. You probably know enough that you could have it on as like a brat background show, but you need to watch it to at least like understand some of the history. Okay. So this is good to know. I, I guess I was. And because there are some really amazing lines um, in the first few seasons. Okay. You can skip so, season four, I think, or season five, whichever one has like Carlton and Jacqueline. Um, that one's not a very good. I season. do remember some seasons were fucking duds. Yeah, that was that a dud was like season. the cast. They were kind of all over the place with the cast. Um, I also was really glad that the new um housewife, who I honestly don't even know her name because I don't feel like they said it, and I haven't looked it up, but I really liked that she was reading Crystal for being boring. I love Crystal. My God, really? I'm shocked. I really like her. I feel like she's getting there. She's getting to a point where she's finally going to defend herself. And I hope this is a season that Crystal like really shows up. I do believe she sometimes like dabbles in victim mentality. Mm, Don't come for me. But I do like her. Um, Yeah, I'm interested in seeing that. I'm surprised i'm not seeing a lot of dorit this season although it seems like someone's talking about finances once again we need to uncover where this financial stability is coming for dorit's family like how is she paying for all these outfits erica's back to looking returns she returned like erica's a lot of things but she is my girl last season was not her best like there's a lot. I could not defend her. I had to step away. I'm not a true. I guess I'm not that loyal. I was like, I don't know. Her. I don't know. Her. <laughs> I don't know. Her. But this season, baby girl, put her doctor back on payroll. That back is Erica case. Jane. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That court case got closed. So her lawyer told her you could put injections back in your face. Yeah. She's back as Erica Jane. Um, Erica Girardi has left the building. But, 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 but I saw Mikey and I said, oh, she's back. Um, Garcelle's obviously a queen, like always. Oh, obviously love her today. I gotta say, it's wild not to see Lisa Rinna. Yeah. That's why, you know, we got Denise and Camille Grammer making a little cameo. Someone talked to Denise, and whoever talked to Denise deserves a motherfucking gold chain. She looked good. She looked... Someone told her, bitch, hire glam. Put a little bit of effort. No more ragamuffin. She... In her little cameo that I saw in the trailer, she looked great. So I was like... I was like, thank God there was some thought behind here. Although Erica was reading her. But I mean, like, Denise, you I'm can read Erica. It. I'm like, you could read Erica back too. like, you have material. But the thing is that Erica is a profound. Yeah, she- I was like, I wouldn't want to get into it with Erica Jane because all I can remember is that trip to Hong Kong where she. Oh! 
where she's like, don't ever speak about my son. I would. So why, I don't ever. Why was it that? I, I was I'm like alarmed. This. I, I no, don't want that. So that looked um, good. I think we're going to be fed, served. We're going to eat buffet style. Okay, let's um, switch to Potomac because I watched oh. this one. Um, The editing in Potomac, I'd say this to Melissa all the time, but it's the best editing of the franchise. And they deserve Maggie. awards. Maggie, you know what solidified it for me? When they showed Karen, I think it was last season. That was Levi, if you heard. Karen's... um The mermaid? Her... Well, also Karen's drawing when she's describing the woman that Juan is seeing. And it's just a picture of Karen. No, guys, guys, <laughs> I was not like the way I cackled. I was not OK. Like those people deserve a re- they need to bring those people to Atlanta because Atlanta snooze fest. Like I, they need. A, I got to say, whoever does Potomac Miami. Yeah. Has the has the best editing. Salt Lake City has good editing too. Yeah. But those two, they must Very be the same good. company. It was so good. It was um, so good. The Green Eyed Bandits seemed like they're fighting this season, which I'm like, yeah. finally, I needed something to like. I mean, I think Giselle is just finally being, it seems like Giselle is keeping yes. it real with Robin about um, the fact that Robin didn't disclose Juan's affair on the show. She, she really said, you, 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 I can't wait till they talk about how she kept it a secret. Yeah, I'm excited for that, too. And um, Potomac is my favorite of the franchise. And because I live in D.C., I am trying to have a run in with all of them. And so Guys, far, she has a bingo card. She has a Candace, bingo card. <laughs> I saw Candace in the airport. I and then I, ha- I saw Giselle out with Lamar or Jim. Wait. What's her ex-husband's name? Jamal. Jamal Bryant. Jamal. 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 Excuse me. I saw Giselle out with Jamal. We don't care about Jamal, to be honest. But, and they were also with the girls. And I I screamed in the car. I was so excited. No, you have a bingo card. I'm so jealous. Um, My best friend, actually, she saw Ramona last weekend at a restaurant. Wow. And she sent me a back picture. And she was like, I'm good. She was not okay. Um, she said, "I need it, some Ramona singer Pinot Grigio." Quite literally, no. But this I want to do a taste so test good. of all of the housewives' alcohol. You know, that'd be funny. I, I tried um Vanderpump's rosé; it was delicious. Yeah. Ooh, Levi's making a cameo, guys. Um, <laughs> this is too oh. much. You saw how Maurice was behaving; he was doing fine, walking back and forth, not bothering his mom and you over here. Um. But no, the season looks good. And I like that Candace seems a little more relaxed this season. It's a little less drama with well, Candace. Well, she knows now. Nobody's going to be coming for her name like they were last season because people no. are going to be coming for Robin. No, the way that she called um, me, was it Mia's friend? No. Mia. A Muppet. Muppet. <laughs> and then they put her and I was like, she's not fucking. Guys, if there's one queen of Reed in the Housewives franchise, it is Miss Candace. Miss Candace reads like someone I have like like no other. I haven't seen reads like that since probably Phaedra on the reunion. Oh but God. Phaedra goes for blood. Candace comes with wit and it's very clever. So it's a different type yeah. of variation. But it's it is so uh, it's so good. It's oh she really Wait. feeds me. I yeah, I love Potomac. It's the best. Um, okay, and then last, I didn't I didn't see Miami. I didn't realize it dropped yet. 
you need to watch it. It's coming to Bravo this time. It's not going to Peacock. When did it I drop? Don't... It's it just dropped today, and it's okay, a two part trailer. It's a two part trailer. It drops November six, I think, or something like that. It's go. It's coming. They've earned their spot, and rightfully so, on Bravo TV. Someone is getting circulated out, though. Someone's going on to Peacock. I think that's what they're going to do every season. And I, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to get, like, the viewership on Peacock. But I think it's going to become kind of like the graveyard for the housewives. If you go on the well, Peacock app, I forget I who it is. I think it would be Orange County or Atlanta, to be honest. I think there's those are the ones that should be going. That would be my guess. Um, I also would like everybody to know if you watch Salt Lake, we we are aware that Meredith Marks has the same microphones as us. Oh, amazing taste. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, I that's all I had for this week, Melissa. Yeah, you have to watch the Miami one. You're really gonna enjoy it. It's really good. It's two parter. The girls are serving like they always serve. You know, they represent Miami and um, they're doing your girl proud. So you have to watch it and we'll recap about it next time. But okay, I think oh, what's ahead. the next book? What's yeah, the next I was about to say, what's read? the next book we're going to read? I don't um, think we've decided. I don't think and so it might decided. be a surprise. <laughs> Wait, let <laughs> me look at our list. Maybe we'll pick one live. We might pick one live. If not, you guys are going to have to wait till next time because... That's just the well, truth. Actually, I'm looking at my phone, but let me look at my Kindle because I already downloaded some of these. Um, wish we had a live audience. <laughs> know that next month part two comes out of Fourth Wing, so we that is spoken for already. Yeah, we're gonna do a double feature. We are. Double so what's our next feature. read? Are we going for contempt? Are we going for fantasy? Which is I want to read a butter? fantasy. And Me you know too. what? I actually think we should read. I think we should read the fantasy I sent you on Instagram. That is new. Okay, I'm down. And let me find the message. Let's go for it. I'm going to need. I really am craving fantasy. I think we I, I have done my time with contempt and um, cute reads. And I need to delve back into fantasy. Okay. Let me make sure this is out before I announce it. Oh, I just guys. double check. Sometimes sometimes people get arcs and they post it online and I don't know if it's out. Um, And I wouldn't. That would be a shitty thing to do if I said. Okay. It's out. Okay, we're going to read The Hurricane Wars by Thea Guanzon. Guanzon. Let's go for it. Let me see. It has Let me really- add it to my Pretty Let me add it to my gold kid. cover. What's it called? The Hurricane Wars. Okay, it's happening. We're starting it's this. It's happening. Guys. The Hurricane Wars. It's enemies to lovers. And oh! if you watched, and if you watched the Vampire Diaries, the guy's name is Alaric. Oh, so, you know what? That's why I picked it. You know what? They didn't do Alaric fine because I would have read Alaric storyline way but more than these two duds me Although, too but i think they stopped writing it because he like is not he's kind of problematic i'm pretty sure what yeah don't don't cancel me people i'm not i saying, don't know i'm don't not gonna be... say i don't know all the specifics it's just what i heard it's just what i heard and i don't know i'm not a you know it's bought oh wow it is brand new like it just dropped october I 3rd i know i saw ali yesterday about it Allie Hazelwood posted about it and I was like 
I read the synopsis and I thought it sounded really good. So we're going to read it. The Hurricane oh, Wars. Man. See you there. See you there. Bye. Bye.